This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. BT knows that businesses come in many shapes, sizes and guises, from the person just starting out at their kitchen table to the biggest employer, which is why no matter what line of work you're in, they've got your back to help you succeed and do what you do best. No doubt connectivity is a must in Westminster, and it certainly helped us to get this episode created and distributed to you listening right now. BT already connects more than 1 million businesses and public sector organisations, offering secure and reliable connectivity. Nearly three quarters of people running a business or side hustle feel they couldn't do so without reliable broadband and mobile connectivity. That's why having connectivity you can count on is a must for business, whether it be facilitating multiple devices being connected at once or making team calls or guest Wi-Fi access for customers. BT's connectivity helps keep you and your customers happy. Whatever your business, BT's got your back. Search BT's got your back. Hello and welcome to the Red Box Politics Podcast in the Times. I'm Matt Chorley. Delighted to be joined for this special episode by John Colshaw and Deborah Stevenson from Dead Ringers, Radio Falls Dead Ringers, currently in its about 250th series. <laughs> it's something. the 19th, 19, yes. 19 years it's been going, off and on, because I had a little break. Yes, we had a tea break from about 2007, back in 2014. And a couple of, you know, regular series where, you know, David Cameron, Nick Clegg, you know, that sort of calmish time in politics. <laughs> and of course, I don't know why I'm saying this is Patrick Moore. It's just come to me. That was the moment when everything changed. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? It's sort of weird that the bit when you were off, maybe it's your fault, the bit when you were off between 2007 and 2014, politics was actually quite boring. It Up was. until 2014 was obviously when we had the Scottish independence yeah. referendum. And it's sort of been mad ever since. Yes, uh, exactly. Well, we'd say mad. <laughs> I find that rather offensive, actually. That's the typical thing for a wee sassanach like you to say to me. I think also what tended to happen from 2014 onwards was the real rise of social media. So news and opinion and comment and everything like that was just so much more part of that simmering mass. And there was a, it made a much greater appetite for it. And do you think people as a result of that and people becoming more politically engaged there became more of a you know if people are looking at the politicians and what they're up to they're actually a show that sends them up and pokes fun at them a bit is has more appeal. Yes, I think so without, people without a doubt. People were out for impressions of John Hutton under Tony Blair that sort of thing. <laughs> you need to know who they are really yeah. don't you? And I suppose radio for listeners do you know they're very um well educated and, and they know you know in in these well versed let's say in uh, politics they know what they're listening out for but i think it's got a broader i think impressions and satire in that way it's got a broader appeal since um since we started you know having more news and more on more different platforms yes, exactly. exactly one of the things that we find most gratifying really is the sense that the audience turn to the show to crystallise the news, to make some sense of it, to make it understandable, to mm-hmm. inject some humour, to throw yeah. some rotten tomatoes. Uh, there is a feeling of the audience turning to you a bit. And actually wanting to just have a laugh, because sometimes, yeah. particularly with the sort of the grimness of never-ending Brexit coverage, <laughs> yeah. just a break from that is nice. Yes, yes, exactly. Coming straight after the six o'clock news, it's a, it's a respite. 
the and notion that these things. Sorry, go uh, on. no, no, not at all. I was just going to say, the, the, and the absolutely right, the point about uh, about understanding things because. Um, because how are you supposed to understand what's going on when you're getting answers like Brexit means Brexit? You know, you're looking you're looking for some information from somewhere else exactly, exactly. to find out what it's things really mean. Can I just point out? It's terrifying. Your 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 Theresa May. It's it's worryingly accurate. Now what? Well, I am a terrifying gangster. <laughs> I run through wheat fields. Do be aware. Just before we move on and start talking about the individual characters, what do you think is the point of Dead Ringers? Is it just to have a laugh? Is it is it satire with a purpose is it just sending them up or is it trying to bring them down or what's the where does it sit in sort of comedy satire yes it it does have a purpose it is there to send up the characters it is there to uh, get under the spin and presentation of the news to unlock that with humor to give a sense of what's really going on to have the satisfaction of poking fun um, just to disempower things in that manner and to lighten the mood a touch. yes exactly to lighten the mood and so yes it does we're there to crystallize it and to put it into those relatable chunks and also to show that it is possible to laugh at some of these things that's something that the audience communicate to us that 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 gratitude in being able to laugh Definitely. at these matters. I think, especially when it comes to people like President Trump, where you you know he almost makes the comedy himself to a certain extent, and and people want to enjoy that. And um, and I think those cer- certain characters like like Trump, and also to a certain extent Boris, um, that they're characters that just have to be. They're, they're sort of reaching out to be, um, you know, to have some fun with, aren't they? They are on the border of parody in yeah. their normality. Yeah. Is it, is it, does that is it reach a point where they're sort of unsendupable? I mean, actually, just. I mean, with Donald Trump, you could just repeat word for word things that he said and get a laugh. Yes, you could. You could. Um, with the Donald, of course, you know, all of the uh, all of the bluster, all of the hand gestures, all of the fake news. That is terrible. That is so disrespectful. That I do not believe that. That's very bad. Now, you're doing the hands. Yes. I mean, it's nice of Deborah and I. Uh, but is that part of you getting into it? When you're coming to do an impression... And obviously when you're recording, you know, you do it in front of a studio audience, but most of the audience is just listening at home. But do you have to physically take on the person? Oh, yes, we do. We do. I'm going to try. I'm doing the Donald now with no hand gestures. It feels very, very strange. It feels far too sensible. I'm stretching the words to compensate for it. Uh, So, yes, you naturally do. One script in one hand and all the gesticulations going on. It's more about how it makes you feel, isn't it? Whether you feel more like that person, then I suppose the voice comes across because of that. I can't do um, Fiona Bruce, for instance, although Jan wonderfully... Uh, does that wonderfully on the show um but in my normal uh, way of doing it i have to have the eyebrows so um so as soon as i get those eyebrows raised i feel rather minxy and i think i'm in the zone i'm in the fiona bruce zone i love watching the way you do that in that uh, pronounced fiona bruce way it, it, it's just like you know that lift of the eyebrow rather like roger moore's spitting image puppet it's just like that and she does that it's just a way. It's just a feeling, isn't it? Really, that it's, you've just got to to feel like that. I think you you have a, a way in to impressions, which is either uh, 
of, of you know a, a thing that they do with uh, Claudia Winkleman it's always that sort of um, I um, staring uh, well trying to stare but I'm, I'm peering underneath my fringe I can't quite see what I'm talking about and that maybe that's why I sound quite unsure of myself <laughs> I'm not sure uh, the noises as well that sort of you know so it's, it's not just the characters mannerisms is it it's the sort of the the noises that they make. All about the little foibles, all about the little characteristics. You were on the border of Sandy Toxvig then, weren't you? <laughs> or did I imagine uh, that? Well, I think you did imagine that, to be completely honest, but I'm always on the border of Sandy Toxvig. She's always present in my mind. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, so what happens then if you are doing a new person? Presumably what you're trying to do is find the thing that the listener hasn't noticed before, but as soon as you start doing it, you realise, oh, that's totally right. That's You know, it's, you want that sort of, the, the thing that people haven't latched onto before. It's sort of weird that before you and Jan started doing Theresa May, I'd have almost thought she was too boring to do, and yet somehow there is stuff there that we hadn't sort of noticed until yeah. until you, you highlighted. it's the waver in the voice that stood out to all the female impressionists that I've talked to about it. That's the one thing that I think stands out. So she's so it is a bit boring because it's just RP English and it's quite measured and she's you know, strong and stable and, and uh, but in but the, the, the thing that isn't so strong and stable is the voice quality itself is the is the you, you feel as though she could fall off a cliff at any moment <laughs> you know also, it's just a sh- the shakiness been for the last well, two I, years. I think that that's Captain influenced the impression of her and i think that that um I th- yeah i think it's just symbolic somehow and so it's been used probably more than it perhaps normally would it's been brought out more than it it normally would mm. give, give you must give some boris because yeah, i so think yeah it's a prime example are you sad are you sad that you might have to retire Teresa, or do you think there's there's still life in her i can assure you there's still life in me i will be going on to strictly as you all know i'm a very good dancer she might you know you could not rule that out Stranger things have happened. Uh, <laughs> I know they're all coming back. I'm with them all back now. Um, so, John, let's talk about the Tory leadership contest. Um, yeah. All now men. Is the impressionist's vote for Boris Johnson because he's easier to do and, and more fun than a Jeremy Hunt? Or, or have you been polishing your Jeremy Hunt? Make a pass. Welcome to Carry On Podcast. <laughs> That's definitely one for innuendo bingo, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. I think at, at this stage, any of them would be all right. You know, uh, with, with, with Boris, we are seeing this sensible version of himself where, in order to not go off the rails, he speaks a word, even one syllable at a time. Uh, but then sort of like, you know, if I do say something that uh, would cause plaster to fall from the ceiling, then I do apologise for that. I want this uh, I, I want this debate to be over as soon as possible. Then I'll be back to safety. That's fine. You know, we're all used to the Latin spouting bluster of Boris. Uh, I, I love that's my favourite thing at the moment on the show is is the the duologue, the um, the, the you paired up with Lewis and they're both doing their 
their Borises as a sort of um, a bit, it's a bit demons-like, is it? Uh, not demons, omens. You know, yes, with your exactly, two, yes, exactly. your alter ego. The two sides of Boris. You know, the clenched one who is desperately trying to be sensible. If the ball came loose from the back of a scrum, ah, which it won't, as opposed to the ah, join the dark side, Bozaf, <laughs> uh, and such things. Um, Doctor Johnson and Bozza Hyde. Yeah. And what, what would you? I mean, do you do you have a Jeremy Hunt? Uh, Duncan Wisby's doing him. Yeah. I mean, he is very Thunderbird-like. He is very, just a slight wobble there. You know, I'm the sensible one here. You can rely on me. I'm doing my conferences in sort of environments that look a bit like the American president. That will make me look more reliable. There is a Thunderbirdness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sure, you know, you, you could get by with, with, with him. Um, you know... <laughs> That's basically his, his slogan, I think. <laughs> you can get by I'll, with I'll, me. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, as the audience, you know, potentially, if if he became the one, um, the audience would get used to him, and you, you'd make fun of that, you know, measured. You know, th- there might be flavours of, you know, John Major with his peas, and oh, oh yes, how agreeable, Norma. There might be a flavour of that that could come back but they do develop they do develop and obviously if you became prime minister we would all see more of him more yeah. things would go wrong <laughs> and then that gives you more to work with that, that yes. sort of they prime grow. ministers do develop themselves as well into bigger characters sometimes and and they change and they age don't they let's face it yes. uh, they yes. they start as one thing and then by the end and you maybe even voted for them or quite like them and then they turn into something completely different really by the end when you really are you've had enough of them and you've 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 Mm. seen all their worst side and um i'm not thinking of anyone in particular uh, well i was just going to mention tony blair plucking a name completely at random (laughs) did did your tony blair change over the years i think it did i I I think think it it did did. I, i can remember the very first ever spitting image tony blair where the, the narrative of that was, hello, you know, I'm not like other prime ministers, you know, let's have some feta cheese, ha ha, you know, I'm a modern man in a modern world, ha 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 ha. Then by the year 2000, when Dead Ringers started on Radio 4, Blair then was much more clenched, serious forehead, angry pointy finger, expressive hand gesture in this way, very oratory, very clipped, brisk, angular motions, words and gestures. Um, you know, now he's... Uh, more relaxed again and look you know I'm, I'm i'm making this you know podcast from my institute because you know if you'd done what i'd said you know everything would sort of be all right you know <laughs> I, I felt disappointed in some ways when when uh miliband d- d- sort of disappeared because that was my fa- that was my oh, favorite of yours <laughs> miliband yes of course you know. tony blair the vocal register right up the top uh, gordon brown a little lower uh, sort of in a mid uh, chest area um, for for ed miliband it's it's a voice that's the <laughs> deepest placed in diagram, diaphragm ugh, that it's possible to go. So yeah, you know, it, it's almost sort of <laughs> you almost choke if you do it for too long. <laughs> I always think of um, when I'm I was recently having a look at Joe Swinson and and the problem with politics today is uh, there's almost a there's almost uh, a kind of Ed Miliband with uh, something that's going on in there. Uh, so, so that, I, that, that presented yeah. form of speech that can take it yeah, to that sort I'm, of place. I'm, 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 
adenoid. Uh, I don't know what so it, you, I don't know what you, it is. It's a placing. You, you found that Joe Swinson is basically a Scottish Ed Miliband. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to go that far. Is it? But uh, yeah, there's, sometimes you do. You you get these little patterns, don't you? That um, that a lot of them have. For me. Some of the, the females, there's echoes of Thatcher within some of the, the, the Tory females. And maybe that's just because I studied her as a child. Um, and, and you find, don't you, that there's a gentle quality about, and, um, and almost uh, you could see that motherliness in Leadsome, you know, even <laughs> though it's a different voice. It's um, do as your mother says, the mother knows best. It's a bit, it's, a, it's that side of her. But Theresa May, I found it quite tricky at first to do it because I thought, hmm, it, it's just, uh, yes, um, it's a low voice. Uh, you know, rather a lot like that when she was getting very angry, um, but without the strength. So it, so it suddenly starts <laughs> so sounding a little feeble, weaker. It, yeah, it feeble. feeble thatcher, oh dear. <laughs> well, <there's a> <laughs> yes, I suppose just, so. In, in, in vocally, the voice, at least. Then, a, vocally. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I'm just wondering what a, a Thatcher May hybrid might sound like. Something like, no. No. Oh, go on then. <laughs> oh, wonderful, yeah. I was going to say that uh, Diane Abbott is the other one that you think could not be any further away from Thatcher. But, but there are times when that whispered quality almost sounds a little like a very, a very, a rather Thatcher on a good day. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. It's just there's a, lo- a little bit of that. She's one of those characters that uh, the Dead Ringers audience recognise from the first word, you know. Andrew, Jeremy, <laughs> and way off the, yeah, off the audience Yeah, Jan, that's Jan. I, I can't take the credit for that. Um, that is Jan. But it's, 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 it's those noises that she makes. I absolutely love when she, she does that. <laughs> I mean, it's just wonderful. So what happens? Do you have a Diane Abbott off to decide who gets to do? No, no, no. That, that's something that's sort of decided quite early on. And Jan's very, uh, she's much more political than I am, actually. And she's, she's um, because she's done the show for 19 years and I'm a relative newcomer. She's, she's sort of on top of, of those... Uh, what, the, what, what the females that are coming up. So so long ago, when Theresa May was Home Secretary, she was already, already she was already that. there with yeah. that. Yes. So who, and um, I, I seem to back the losing horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I sort of also take the the Scottish. I tend to be there for a lot of the Scottish characters. I think just because um, I've got um, a Scottish husband and uh, <laughs> can, and, and I just feel very relaxed. Feel very relaxed in Scotland. So do you. And, uh, and and so I do uh, very much so. I'm very pleased yeah, that I wanted to ask Lorraine about Lorraine because your Lorraine is is extraordinary. And of course, she suddenly found herself so. in politics as well. In the in the standoff with Esther McVeigh. Yeah, yeah. Do you exactly. have? Does anyone have an Esther McVeigh? Do you? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Jan's all like she's from that part of the world, and that's, oh, that's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. her area. Um, yeah. In fact. Um, did they put it in? Did it make the edit last oh, yes, week? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I mean, there is something, you know, about the severity of that Esther McVay voice. It's very unusual, like that. And, uh, <laughs> there was a lovely gag I that think, they... I think you could do that. I think it's great. Well, I could stand in for it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lovely gag that um, I think it was Tom Jameson and Nev Fountain wrote uh, for the Today Show the other week, which was, uh, you know, there are some MPs which appeal to the right. Uh, there are some who appeal to the left and then I appeal to those voters who see an accident on the motorway and stop to take a photo for Facebook. <laughs> I appeal to them. Hold up. 
time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. Working mentally through the list of runners and riders of the Tour leadership, we haven't even mentioned Michael Gove. <laughs> He's very funny. He is very funny, very clipped, a ratatat style, a sense of duplicity. Uh, these sort of cupping hand gestures. Um, he started out, <laughs> we started with Ronnie Corbett, and then just let all of that warmth drain away, bring in an infusion of Dalek, and I think pretty much you are there, and that is why I have been tested, I am fit to lead, I am sort of, <laughs> and it sort of lends itself to sort of speaking very, very quickly and be having a sense of duplicity, rather like, um, you know, a character that Matt Lucas would play. So yeah, he's rather funny in the in the manner of a, a Mike Yarwood character almost. Well, I love what you've done with it. You know, sort of goofy, goofy, goofy and, all, and all you know all those kind of funny little. Um, it was all, almost became a bit made in Chelsea uh, at one point in the series. <laughs> uh, please vote for me as your dealer, leader, leader, leader. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I almost forgot that for a moment. So um, uh, Rory Stewart, oh, Sajid yes. Javid, Rory Stewart. Um, I, I felt very sad that um, he came to the end of his run. He's a great, great character. I like his way of thinking. I think his manner of thinking is much needed in the mix. It's refreshing to you know, see someone who, you know, come and talk to me, come and challenge me. Um, anything you want to say? Uh, th- there's a delicacy and a nice sort of pace to to, um, to to his manner and his way of thinking. And there's a character there. I mean, on the TV yeah. debate this week, it was a bit odd, but taking your tie off and, you know, sitting with his eyes shut and looking at the ceiling. But there's, you know, there's something, yeah. there's a character there for you to work with. Exactly. What and I suspect he's not going to disappear. Oh, no, I think th- this is a big step up here. I just like the way he challenges things. Yeah. <laughs> he's, oh, bless you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But you're, you're allergic nothing. to always do it. <laughs> 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 I do. You know, I think people must be free to sneeze. And I, I think in, in this, uh, I should have done it in a voice, really, shouldn't I? <laughs> but no, I, I, I do think he's. I do think he's great. An instant character. He's the most recent person I think that any of us have looked at and thought, oh, we have got to have him. We've got to have him. It's a bit of breath of fresh air coming forward. And I suppose that's where you can take someone who maybe the audience doesn't know and sort of, th- you know, bring them to attention. Whereas someone like Joe Swinson, I suppose you're, you're thinking of her because that was sort of sense of duty that's going to come round. And if she is going to win, I presume, you, John, you're, are you doing your polishing your Ed Davey? <laughs> yes, he could be. He could be one of those. And 
Impressions is a little bit like a game of chess in some ways. You do have to be thinking two, three, four moves ahead. Mm. See which characters are uh, sauntering towards us on the horizon. How do you do it? Is it sort of endless tapes, watching YouTube videos? What's the sort of... YouTube is a fantastic tool. You know, years and years ago, I used to, and um, as I'm sure you did as well, we've talked about this before, um, just just have cassette tapes. And Mm. so you'd you'd tape things off the radio or you um, would, would put your cassette recorder near to the television this is when when we were kids really isn't it and uh, and record hello hello and then, <laughs> and then and you know listen to it carefully listen very carefully and and repeat and now um we've just got everything at the tips of our fingers now haven't we we can just watch we can watch endless endless pieces of footage of all different varieties on every character yeah it's very very handy technology has made that very convenient mm. no longer do we have uh, you know um, a manhattan skyline of vhs's VHS, and cassettes yeah. on the windowsill yeah. you can just download a clip you know rory stewart's twitter feed was fantastic for references of, of, of him and his voice and style so handy mm. and you just have to watch it over and over and over again until it's stuck in your subconscious mind until you can visualize that person and just replay it through your voice let it really sink into your mind. W, you mentioned him watching a low, low, and that sort of thing. There's definitely been a shift, isn't there, in, in Dead Ringers? It's become more political, less sort of TV parodies, and more, yes, more of the politics. I think that's probably true. I think I came into it uh, about six series, five series ago, something like that, mm. and um, and I think it was just changing at that point in time. And so I've had to become a little bit more politically aware of who's who, you know, who's around and everything. And obviously, um, the women very often stay on the sidelines and don't quite make the the cut. It's it's, it's tricky. It's, you know, there's it, it, as an impressionist, it's easier to find voices to do in the world of celebrity. Yeah. Um, and I think also that you know the news readers and uh, and, and those type of people um, are always more difficult to do, um, and you know you, you're kind of you're kind of waiting and hoping for for um, for Kirsty Young to come up because she's like Savlon for the ears. <laughs> so we, so we might have something on Desert Island discs, um, which you know which is very Radio Four and and slightly away from politics, but not. But you know we've probably moved away from all the, the strictly characters and and yeah. that sort of thing a bit more, haven't we now? Yes, I think that's true. There, there has certainly been a shift. Uh, thinking back to the early episodes, we'd have parodies of Bargain Hunt, Watercolor Challenge, things like this. You kind of can't do those. There's not really room for those when the the world is on fire, so to speak. We did do uh, a sketch of the repair shop uh, the other week. You know, jibe lights all like, yeah, okay. What you bought for us then? Okay, what you get here then? Um, but that was political. It was Theresa May bringing in her withdrawal agreement to the repair <laughs> yeah, yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah. So we might still do shows like that, but there will be more likely a political element to it. Do you think also because the way that we're all watching TV is changing, the sort of the common denominator, everyone knew what Bargain Hunt, you know, David Dickinson was everywhere for yeah. you know a few years. And actually people are watching stuff on Catch Up and Netflix and Amazon and whatever. So mm-hmm. those... The common language, if you like, isn't quite there. Everyone knows what the news is, or certainly yeah. Radio Four listeners do. Mm. We have our national treasures as well, don't we? I think you know, there's the there's the movie stars and the the, the really big um, hitters that you know every everyone knows. So you know, you can't escape. I'm sorry, you can't sort of escape people like uh, oh, I have to run so many boards. Um, Olivia, they call me, but uh, <laughs> they just call me. Uh, Dame 
Coleman is not quite handy at it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we sort of do, we have a few actors and actresses, don't we, who, who sort of come under yes. celebrity rather than politics. So who, who's been your favourite people to do over the years? Who do you love doing and would like to do more? But Oh, goodness gracious. Uh... I'm sort of enjoying Steph McGovern. What's it to you? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you great big wazzock. I like Steph McGovern because she, because I mean that is more a sort of it's a TV one and less political. But I just I like her. I like doing people I like, you know, who who you sort of think you could have some fun with. I th- I think she'd be a good mate because she'd be loyal and she'd stick up for you and she'd tell you how it is as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. She she's got a real attitude. This is the thing when people say they're flattered at being impersonated because it it shows that they have a character, yeah. something discernible. So it's a compliment in that yeah, sense, yeah. even if some of the scripts are pretty ruthless um but it, it is as you were saying deborah it's much easier when you're a fan of the person mm. professor brian cox you know is one of those where he has this sense of awe and this manner which is so easy to replicate um <laughs> he's wonderful tom baker of course i think uh one of those yes 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 of course yes he's been sort of uh well, I've never done that sound for a while, yes. <laughs> um, he, he's a sort of a, 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 in the DNA of the show. George W. as well. Sometimes uh, you think back to George W. <laughs> I look at Mr. Trump, I say to myself, man, we are living through the worst constitutional crisis in American history since the one ten minutes ago. <laughs> How'd you like me now? <laughs> Some of them you rather miss as they come along. He's been a favourite. Some of them sort of pop up now and again because they might have got involved in something on Twitter or whatever, but made a political comment. So, as we were talking about Lorraine Kelly, she's not normally she's not normally somebody who would ever feature on Dead Ringers, but then, you know, she was, she was so sort of particularly um, heroic recently, I think, <laughs> that, uh, that um, yeah, that she made an appearance. But so it might take that, you know, I love to do uh, Paloma Faith because she's sort of got that strayed kind of voice, which is a bit sort of slow and laboured. Uh, but that's about, you know, she makes a political comment, she's in. And, it, and if not, you know, we, we, we might not get the opportunity. So now and again, I think you just get these little these little gems. Yes. And now and again, we get a re- revisitation from Thora Heard, don't we? Which is my favourite impression of Jans. In those Alan Bennett moments, it's <laughs> rather lovely that uh, Thora comes around. It's like an old friend <laughs> coming to visit. I, I believe that Alan once said, you know, I, I consider myself to be a rather challenging, even dangerous writer. So I don't know where all of this macaroons and stairlift business has really come from, but... Hey ho! <laughs> I sort of think that they would get on actually quite well, Paloma, and we've never done them as a double act. There's a sitcom in that Paloma Faith, or like a flight, like a reality TV show. <laughs> Paloma Faith for... and Alan Bennett go on holiday or something. <laughs> Thank you for coming to visit me and singing about Skodas. It's very thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> Just finally, I want to. I want to. You touched on it slightly there, John. It's, it's nice. You like doing the the people that you like and you feel affection to. Do you worry sometimes that I mean, particularly with Boris, there's obviously there's an obvious issue that in making him seem like a sort of lovable figure, particularly if he becomes prime minister, not everyone will like him. And do you sort of turn him into a fun character when actually not everything he's doing might be fun? And you know, the d- d- David Davis British bulldog actually made him seem like a much more fun, ex- you know character that he probably is in real life well he was he was running through with a deluded sense of pluck of an ealing comedy yeah. uh, and I, I think that uh, painted the picture of 
you know, him being rather hapless and not terribly taking it altogether seriously, it seems. Mm. Part of the fun, the other side of the coin, yes, you can be a fan of the person, but the other side of the coin is it's gratifying to, you know, throw the rotten tomatoes when they are deserved, to uh, really just unlock and get at, um, let the sense of criticism in, in, in a way be communicated through comedy. That's that's the other side Farage of the coin. Farage is another really good example of that because Farage, you know, he's you feel a sense of warmth from the audience um, because it's so much fun that that impression. But it, I don't think it kind of makes people sort of it endears people. You're endeared to the to the character that we're playing. But I think there's enough said. Um, that that is exposing who he is and what his attitudes are. Um, yes, for exactly. us, although we'll laugh at it, you know that they they're quite um, the attitudes that we're not we're not praising. It's got to have that attitude of steel running mm. through it. Otherwise, the audience won't buy it. Mm. And yeah. that has to be the same for all you know for all the parties. There's always a very strong um, sense uh, that we that we you know need to stay balanced. Yeah, and so kicking. yeah, put yeah. a plague <laughs> on on all your houses, on both your houses. It's it's one of those. Um, so I think every you know. No one is safe, are they? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So we're recording now Thursday lunchtime. You're off to record this week's episode we are. tonight. Yes. When do you first see the script? When do you find out who you're doing and how does it, it will work? Be, let's take a look at the time of this moment. Just coming up to midday, so in about uh, an hour and three quarters. That's the first glimpse of the script. About a quarter to two. And then we'll read through it. It'll be brought to life in that way. We'll get our laughs out of our system. That's when it takes us a long time to get through the first reading. Uh, we'll, we'll get all the laughs out of our system and then we'll decide, uh, Bill and the writers, Bill Dare and the writers, will. We, we all have a chatter am- amongst ourselves. Oh, that sketch needs a trim. Oh, let's alter that gag there. And then that'll be rewritten. We'll come back to it at about half past four. All of those changes will be handwritten in and hopefully we'll be able to understand our scrawl. Um, then we'll rehearse it on microphone around about 5.30. All the sound effects, all the music, etc. is played in. And then by about 10 past 7, that stage is normally finished. We shall retire to our little dressing rooms and just continue to read, just continue to hammer in that material, ready for the audience coming in. And there the episode is created. Well, it's absolutely magic. How many, how many have you got left in this series? We've got four. four. This is episode uh, three, yes. Perfect. But th- there couldn't be a better time to be doing it, presumably. You're still enjoying it as ever, 19 oh, years amazing. on. It's amazing. Not only are the politicians more distinctive now, but also the news broadcasters and commentariat, such as Mr Peston, a variable speed limit in human form. <laughs> They're more memorable too. And Katya, Katya Adler, uh, standing outside in the freezing cold, uh, trying to explain things that you're never going to understand. <laughs> we have, we've not had her yet, though, have we? No, not yet. I think that's no. a very. I've turned into Hugh Edwards for no reason. <laughs> Katya Adler, there. Uh, yeah, I think we should. We should include her. She's, she's kind of like your mum's friend. It's really fun. 
<laughs> like really fun. I said I got that wrong. So you can tell I had, that's a brand new one. That's really fun. She's she's well spoken, but for some reason she's because of all this, I slightly wouldn't live a puddle and I don't know why. <laughs> so who, <find laughs> I have me, to perfect that one before it has an outing. You, who would you like to be able to do and you just can't? You know, David Cameron was always one of those in, in that sort of manner, you know, rather bland, rather generic posh, rather like a, a wax candle from a Hunstanton gift shop, rather <laughs> anodyne, rather, you know. Rather forgettable, in, in that sort of way. But well, my he goodness hopes gracious! He's rather forgettable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Although he's coming back with his book. Where is the geezer? Where is the yeah. geezer? <laughs> niece with his trotters up. I won't say the word that Dyer said. Exactly. But one of the one of the one of the, <laughs> the finest pieces of political commentary of last year was Danny Dyer on in Nice with his trotters up. The, the greatest <laughs> summings up are the simplest. <laughs> they are, they are. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. I love Dead Ringers. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I'm so pleased you've managed to come in on the day that you record. John Colshaw, Deborah Stevenson, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Pleasure. As ever, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen so you don't miss any future episodes. And sign up to my morning email. Go to thetimes.co.uk forward slash red box. And you can get tickets to my live tour in the autumn. Go to mytimesplus.co.uk. But for now, for me, Matt Jolly, it's goodbye. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.